You're listening to Rust Belt Running. I'm Adam Wheeler. You can find me on social media at Wheels Up in CLE. Joined by Andrew Hedinger, who you can find on social media at Andrew Runs A Lot. And Matt Martin, who you can find on social media at Matt Mart Run. If you want to follow all of us, there you'll go to Rust Belt Running. Instead of starting you off with a bunch of ads, we're going to start you off with different ways that you can support Rust Belt Running. First is run coaching. Adam, why don't you tell us about it? It's personalized run coaching. It takes into account the schedule that you have to get your runs in, the goals that you have, as well as the base that you come to us with. You talk to us about what it is you want to be doing, the time that you have to do it, and we come up with a personalized plan that fits your needs, works on you towards your goals, and helps provide a bird's eye view on your training to make sure that you don't plateau, to make sure that you're doing the correct training that's appropriate for you, and to get you showing up on race day confidence that you're going to be ready to hit your race goals. We all know running in groups can be more fun than running alone, and your training can be the same way. So grab a couple of your closest running friends and we can train your group of up to five friends together. With a personalized group plan, you can get the camaraderie of being on a team, but the personalization to fit your group's needs, similar to our individual training. Click on the RBR team's link on our website and go smash some PRs with your friends. And if you're looking for other ways to support the show, go to rustbeltrunning.com. There you can find different merch, t-shirts, bags, all kinds of things. Um, All of that helps support us and helps us keep bringing you new stuff on our social media platforms, to the podcast, to our training programs. There's more than one way to support our show. So this helps us keep this show ad-free, keep us from making you go to a Patreon to subscribe for stuff. We want to keep it free, but yeah. Go to rustbeltrunning.com, support the show, sign up for coaching. We'd love to have you. Fellas, how are you doing? Cottage cheese, man. It's so good. It's my favorite. Sounds horrible. Uh, I'm real into it, and I'm going to be eating some here in a second. I'm scarfing down some breakfast after a little gym session. Yeah? And uh, Yeah. I'm trying to get my abs back before vacation. <laughs> so that you could just ruin them on vacation? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hundred percent. Okay. I did some training for vacation yesterday. We'll talk about that. All right. But um, yeah, how you doing, Matt? Doing pretty well. Uh, excited to talk about a few things on here, but most notably, we had a, a couple athletes or a few athletes, I think, running yesterday, mm-hmm. including Adam himself. So excited to talk about that and a couple PRs that we saw. You you got to run in too. Yeah. On a... <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't planned and it also wasn't planned to be running uh, a couple miles as fast as i was running because i was not expecting brennan to be running that fast at the end of the, the second marathon so a little sore today from those those two miles i gotta say the uh i think i described your current beard situation perfectly <laughs> It's like, hey, it doesn't it's look bad. Now. It's okay. And it's not that it looked bad. It just was like, it was very thick and like, uh, what, what did I say? It has some real stress fracture vibe to it. <laughs> you posted a video of you and your kids playing in the backyard too one day and you were wearing like gray sweatpants and a gray sweatshirt. It just had total like give up vibes to it. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. This, this dude's got a stress fracture. <laughs> Sweatpants and sweatshirt, that's my go-to once the weather cools down, too. So. Oh, hell yeah. Adam, how about you? How you feeling? You raced yesterday. I feel okay. I, I'm, uh, I'm really sore. I thought my quads would be sore from the downhills. I actually handled the downhills well, but anytime I hit an uphill, man, 
with that humidity, my life was just flashing before my eyes. It was bad, but I feel pretty good. I'm happy with what I did. And, um, I know we're going to talk about it more, but just yesterday having as many athletes as we did do as well as they did at the race was just, that was a vibe that I felt oh, yeah. all day long. If I seem a little distracted today, it's because we have, we have another athlete out in Corning, New York doing yeah. Martin's last and I'm tracking her as she, uh, she goes, but it's, it's, it's agony, dude. Like it, having athletes is absolute, like, and trying to track them is just pure agony yeah. because I'm so like Steph, and this is going to be dated by the time we're even done recording. Um, cause I'm probably going to get an update after we're done or after we hit stop. But, uh, um, I, I'm having to wait so long and so much could happen between the last update i got and the next one yeah. and i'm just like she's doing great she is doing great and that as of last update everything looks like it is going perfectly to plan halfway through but so much can happen in the next hour right. and i'm like oh my god it's just oh, it's the worst but we're gonna talk about some of that release a little bit too so we got we got some hype yesterday so we want to start with, I think we save Akron for last. Yes. Um, Boston news was kind of bonkers. We, we, Adam, on our last episode, when Matt ghosted us, we, uh, we, we discussed the uh, absurd um, registration number. Yeah. Uh, and we had some prognostications that were incredibly inaccurate. Um, I, I thought that it was going to be a lot of people who were just, you know, right on the edge and, you know, a lot of people who wouldn't normally register because they didn't think their time was good had registered. I kind of thought maybe that's what it was. Boy, I could not have been further from the truth. Go ahead, Adam. Um, there's a couple things that really stand out. One is that I wish that there was a more detailed breakdown of the people who don't get in so we knew what those times were. You know, was it still a really large number of people who were BQ, you know, minus two or something like that. The other thing is that they accepted roughly 22,000, 11,000 plus of those people they accepted are doing their first Boston. So it wasn't even the veterans who know they can get there and just maybe decided to sit the last few years out. It's 11,000 first timers. And I would love to know exactly how that unfolded. Yeah, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. You know, it's, we can see even on, you know, when you look on Instagram and all that, it just seems like this sport is, is growing. Um, and the, you know, amount of people that are getting, you know, to the speed of like a Boston qualifier seems to be growing as well. Whether that's, you know, better training and better race shoes, better fueling, better this, better that. It's just, you know, I think everywhere you look, there's a sub three marathoner, you know, around our age or something. And it's, it just seems like there's a lot of people getting faster. And well, plus on top of the, you know, for whatever reason, we can speculate, you know, there was so many registrations this year. I don't know, maybe it was just everybody was finally done with the pandemic and they decided they wanted to go. Maybe they watched Elliot Kipchoge run the Boston Marathon last year and, you know, decided to register. I think what's wild is the – I'd have to go back, and I should have maybe done some digging, and maybe I'll do that while you guys talk after I make this point. But 6,182 uh, people beat their standard by 20 or more minutes. That seems like that's probably a very large number um, for to beat it that, that huge. Um, I'm going to go do some digging. Um, and, uh, yeah, great – great 
podcast uh, content here. But what do you guys what do you guys think about that number? I, I'm I'm looking to do the same thing you're doing, which is to look at the time, like the last the last one pre pandemic where there was a big cutoff was the 2019 race. Um, I mean, I'm just even trying to go back to last year to understand, and like they don't even list it um, because everybody was accepted. There's a, there was like no intrigue in it, like that I could find. So that's obviously something that they're they're noting for a reason. What was so? What was the number for this year? uh 6182 okay so the previous year pre-pandemic when there was the previous record number of um registrants Mm -hmm. was for the 2019 race that year Mm -hmm. um they had over 5200 people get that same bq 20 or plus um that was that that coincides with the year thousand people yeah, that's a huge number, though. Well, like that doesn't seem like a lot, but that's a huge <laughs> add-on to five thousand people. Well, and keep this in mind: that's also before they lopped off five minutes. So that was the uh-huh. last race where it was the old standards. Yeah. So yeah, that's. I mean, that's a huge number. So yeah, people are <laughs> a lot of very very fast people are doing um, are doing Boston next year. Yeah. And that's. That's wild. So interesting. Good. Thanks for pulling that up from 2019, Adam. You made my uh, lack of preparation. I want you to really be able to go after that cottage cheese, bud. It's gone. Okay. It's gone. I did it. Um, well, the only person, I mean, I feel, I feel for the people that, you know, train their butts off and, you know, finally got their first BQ and um you know you're waiting waiting anxiously for that email or that acceptance letter um and to you know to get that you know message i think they messaged on instagram the first you know or posted on instagram to you know the cutoff time and all that i know how that feels i've been there i think a lot of people have been there um andrew you might be actually not happy but relieved to know that the cutoff was so large because you probably would have BQ'd by you know three minutes if you had your perfect race so right yeah uh, it, it made eerie sting a little less I'll tell you that <laughs> um and you know even like looking forward to Chicago like it changes my mindset for that like um because it's hard like I I'm on the periphery of uh being a Boston qualifier you know I'm right on the edge and the, you know that makes that like number hurt a little bit because it's like i don't know my target i don't know what it is like and it seems like it's way further away now um than it was than it seemed a few weeks ago and that you know to have it jump like that is it's significant and you know that's why i posted on instagram that people have you know like you should be like if you're upset be upset like don't let people tell you not to be just because you're a Boston qualifier and you're faster than so many other people. Like it sucks. You know, we've said it how many times since Erie, you get one bite at the apple Mm -hmm. and, and you took the bite that you were supposed to take. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it sucks. I, Steffi, your wife, Matt, she was, she had a huge time. What, like four and a half minutes. And yeah, uh, similar to JP that, you know, I told them like, both of you guys, I would have, you know, put 
a ton of money on the fact that you were guaranteed in, you know, it's when you're five yeah. minutes, almost five minutes under, you know, that's a pretty good chance, but they're both in good spirits. Um, I think Steffi's ready to rip Chicago next week. Um, you know, she's using it as, as fuel a little bit, which, which is a good way to, to use that, you know, disappointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can turn it into that for sure. I, I don't, I know a lot of people can't, you know, or, or at least so soon. I think it's hard to, I guess the thing she has going for is she doesn't have to do an entire other training cycle with that fire. Like she gets to just go, all right. And she's in shape to get more time too. Like, Mm -hmm. so she, she really can't like, yeah, that might be a good source of motivation for her for Chicago. Um, where she could have maybe been apathetic, uh, going into it if she was going to Boston next year. Um, well, she's still going cause she's going to go spectate you, but yeah, like, yeah. I think, I think that's, it makes Chicago interesting for her. Andrew, you brought up something about how, you know, you think it's, it's tough for some people to, to kind of immediately have that fire to go back after it when they've, when they've been close and then they get that, that notification that they're not getting in. And, you know, I saw a lot of people posting about how, you know, oh, well, I guess that might be it for me. Or, you know, next year, I'm not really going to go after that. And I think there's a lot of well-meaning people who would hear that and say like, no, like, you know, don't let yourself get down. Don't let yourself mm-hmm. get, you know, not chase after that goal because of that disappointment. And, and it sounds like really well-meaning advice. Um, you know, that whole idea of like, you don't want to give up. But, you know, I do think that something about goals is that they have to be empowering for you. And there's a difference that we talk about all the time about getting to do something versus having to do something. And for a lot of people, training for a BQ, training for a marathon in general is a lot of work. And then training for a BQ where the target is always moving is more work. And you know, it's, it's at the end range of a lot of people's talent level. And there, there is nothing wrong with taking a step back after that disappointment. And if you know going after that goal is something you just need to give yourself a break from. It's really okay to do that and to go out and just get back. You know, I don't want to say get back to enjoying running, but to go and enjoy running in a different way, uh, because not everybody wants to make that that effort every cycle. And the right. thing about it is, the irony is that you can actually put yourself in a better position to be ready to go after it again if you choose to, just by going out and doing consistent work that you want to do, because all running is going to make you a better runner. And, you know, if you're training 50 miles a week for a marathon and then you decide for a year or two to cut back to 20 miles a week, well, no, that's probably not going to get you in that kind of shape. But, you know, if say chasing half marathons for a year is what you decide to do instead and you're just being consistent churning that out, you might find that when you decide to come back to it in a year or two that you're actually in better shape and better equipped to go after that time again because you've kind of mentally given yourself that time to disengage and just gotten back into loving running. And so, you know, if if that well-meaning advice is being given to you, like, don't give up, run the way you want to. It's always still going to be there if you choose to go back to it. Well, and I think it's just like with that well-meaning advice, like people are grieving a loss. (laughs) Like it's, it takes, like there's different, like, uh, you know, there's different steps to it. And I think when people are so freshly like day of saying, you know, all the well-meaning stuff, but I think it can just come across as, like you're trying to force people to, you know, day of have a 
uh, different mindset when it's like, this is a journey that takes years or, you know, I mean, Adam freaking, you went after it for a decade. <laughs> like if you went after it for a decade and had a large number and you missed it by just a little bit, how would you feel? <laughs> Awful. I mean, I, goodness. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't blame you for, I want to give up and I wasn't even one of those people. I just yeah. saw my target move. And, uh, so I don't know how, we'll see what, We'll see what I do. Okay, so we get Chicago. Matt, did you want to say anything else on this before we move forward? Well, I was just going to say the one benefit, um, especially if you live in the area that we are, you know, you now, you know, the people that didn't get in can now just work on like base training or other training and they don't have to worry about a marathon cycle in the crap cycle and crap weather that we get from January to March. Uh, Because that is the one thing I don't love about Boston in in the time frame that it, you know, that lands yeah because you you you're starting in the dead of winter and yeah yeah that's no no good well um so chicago is uh gonna be just we're gonna be on our way when this is uh well we'll be about 24 hours away from on our way when this is published um i'm (laughs) like matt you were supposed to run um and that's, you know, the, the hip said no, but we're, we're still going to be hanging out in an Airbnb, um, having a good time running around the city a little bit. Are you running now? Are you going to jolly trot with us for a few shakeout miles or are you, uh, no, no, I'll, uh, yesterday was I'll an be, uh, I'll be on like a walk jog program and I won't, you know, I won't be able to, uh, you know, maybe like a mile here and there or whatever, but. I'll be enjoying the city, enjoying, you know, spectating my second marathon in two weeks. And uh, Chicago is a great spectator course anyway, so I'm pretty excited. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm excited to see what some of you guys do. And Adam, I've got a bib if you want to be Matt Martin for a day. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. We were talking yesterday um, about how there are different distances that like there are distances where you can kind of cheat your way through and be okay. And there are distances where you can't do that. And the marathon is a distance where you can't do that. I had a decent half yesterday and I'm really happy with it. Given where my fitness is at, I can't even imagine trying to do 26.2 right now. <laughs> Dude, Roger Davis, he did say it best. Uh, I, I love the way he said it. You can't lie through uh, in nope. a marathon. And it's like, yeah, you, you can't like, uh, we, we have a friend in our fast friends group who didn't have the best of training cycles um, and uh, definitely, you know, didn't have a great day yesterday. Uh, looks like he had fun for while he was out there, but um, yeah, didn't, didn't finish with the goal. Cause yeah, you can't, you can't make it up as you go along. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, going back to Chicago for a second, I'm, kind of excited because having that you know everything that happened to erie sucked but i actually feel like i might be in better shape now than i was before erie uh because i have kind of gone into a i'm just gonna do what i enjoy again um in running i haven't been maybe putting in as many miles because like that would be stupid to do that coming out of uh erie um basically coming into almost a taper time, but going a little harder at the track has been a lot of fun. Um, I've had a lot more harder miles. I haven't been taking my easy miles quite as easy, but man, I feel good. And I feel like I'm maybe getting back those weeks I missed in July uh, when I was down thinking I was hurt 
Um, and I, I'm feeling the best I've felt, uh, probably since June. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited. I, you know, with all the Boston stuff too, I'm excited to just go and, you know, we, we always use the term test, test our fitness. I'm excited to just do that. Like the goal of Boston is kind of out the window for me. Uh, cause I could, like I, if I PR, I'm probably going to qualify for Boston, but I'm not going to get in. Um, but I get to just go run with like out all of that hanging over my head and having to hit paces so perfectly. Like I'm just going to be able to go run a race for the first time in a long time. And, uh, I mean, I kind of did that last year at Columbus, but I still had Boston in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not really there. Like, it's not really a thought. So that's exciting to me uh, to to kind of get to do it, to run it like that. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, dude, getting in a big city is, I mean, I've not, I've not been to Chicago. I think I've been through Chicago, mm-hmm. but I've not been like really hung out there. And I'm really looking forward to seeing a city like that. Um it's going to be a good ass time. Oh, I got to check the weather. I checked it yesterday and it looked looked pretty prime. Looked like a prime race day, yeah. Yeah. There's going to be may, some I, fast times. May, maybe a little chilly, but after Erie, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I, that's yeah, it's uh hopefully the humidity's down. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, weather change what weather change. Uh, Chicago I don't think it's real humid. Uh, ooh, the humidity is nice. Um, 69%. Very nice. <laughs> that, that. 47 low, 53 high. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's literally like perfect race day temp for, yes. for yeah. you know... I know I know it's a little cold for you, Andrew, but like it's not going to slow you down. It's just going to no. be like my hands are cold. Right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I just throw some hand warmers in. Like, that's it. Um I mean, that's what Columbus was last year. Yeah. And uh, yep. it was perfect. It, it is going to be windy, but it's because it's Chicago and at least it's like a figure eight. So like it's, you're going to have headwind tail and there's like 40,000 people around you. So, I mean, there's so much wind blocking on the course, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'll take, I'll take that weather after, uh, after what we, what we had at Erie, I will take it. And then I get the, Oh God around columbus i need to start weather stalking columbus too (laughs) yeah i'll be really interested to hear from you after that what that's like i'm really regretting all this like i realized (laughs) yesterday so like our friends courtney and matt invited us over to their pool last night because matt has it all warm and uh i was a hard no because i was like this is my last saturday at home yeah like until November, like I don't get a single Saturday at home all of October. And, uh, and I mean, I'm cool with that, but it's like, uh, my anxiety is up here, uh, thinking about that. And yeah, that Columbus thing is part of it. I'm just like, Oh my God, how am I going (sighs) to, but then I drive down to Columbus for work. I see the city and I'm like, I love this place. So another city we love is the city of Akron. Yes. And we spent a lot of time down there yesterday. Um, yeah, we had, I think, five athletes down there right uh, running yesterday. Um, I think six. 
Six. We had plenty of... We had PRs and smiling faces uh, all yes. coming through the finish, uh, which was huge. And yeah, getting to meet Aaron Owens in person, that was that was fun. She's been a longtime supporter of, yeah. uh, of what we do. And um, yeah, she came to us just a couple months ago, uh, kind of a short, abridged half cycle. But she, I mean, when I talked to her at the finish, when she was double fisting Hayes <laughs> Jude's um she uh she was she was just happy she was all smiles yeah and um yeah that was cool like to see after all the work she did with you um don't worry matt we're gonna get to brennan we we saved brennan for last Um, i've got a bunch of highlights uh, too there's a lot of people (laughs) from akron too that we saw doing, doing really well yeah but, um, you know, what, what are some of your highlights, Adam, like with some of the athletes? Because you, you had Aaron and a, and a few others uh, out there yesterday. You know, Aaron saying afterwards that that's the most fun that she's ever had running a race is just it's, – it's a huge compliment. And like you said, that was – I think it was eight or nine weeks of training at most. Um, and I think when I talked to her back in July, the furthest she had gone was three or four miles. Um, so it's like, you're working mm-hmm. with a sh- you're working with a short window and you're also working with nothing can go wrong. And, you know, she crushed it and she, she handles a really tough travel schedule. She's basically out of town every week in the middle of the week. Um, so it isn't like she has a, a sort of normal schedule where can she, she can just slot in her run. She's really fitting around a lot of stuff, you know? So that was cool. It was really cool that, you know, like you said, to finally meet her cause she's, I mean, she's been a supporter since the early days, you know, Heather, who, you know, had a big goal. She really wants to get sub two. And I think she has it within her. I don't think yesterday, unfortunately, was the day for her to get it. It was just with as human as it was. And, and she, you know, handled stomach issues multiple times during the race. And she still PR'd. That's massive. Yeah. You know, Sarah, who um, has had just a, a lot of stuff going on in her personal life over the summer. And has just, yeah. you know, her training has just been moved all over the place. I mean, and she's, she's nailed it. She really didn't miss many runs at all. But it has it's rarely been like what we laid out. She's had to kind of move things around and she crushes a 145, which is faster than what she did with us last year. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's really gratifying to see and consistently see our runners, you know, hitting goals, hitting PRs and enjoying the hell out of the training that they're doing with us and seeing the results. And so just, you know, I, I kept buzzing cause I was happy with my race and it's like, Oh shoot, this person just crossed and they got what they wanted. That person crossed and they got what they wanted. It was cool. Cause like, I'm just seeing alerts come up on my phone. You know, we're tracking right. Brennan at the same time. And it's just like every alert you got was like, man, another one who just had a great day. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was good stuff. Um, Matt, some of your highlights. Yeah, I mean, obviously, highlight for me was, you know, Brennan was the first athlete I took on with Rust Belt running. Um, and, you know, we expected good things just based on, I mean, I expected good things from the get-go, just watching his first marathon, how it went. You know, his age, his athletic ability. I mean, the dude's got a six-pack when he's just <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> um, so, you know, watching him, tracking him throughout the race. Um, I mean, long story short, the, the dude put on a clinic on, on how to run a marathon. He's running oh, better yeah. than I ever have um, as far as, you know, starting out easy and, and dropping the hammer, you know, on that, the, you know, last six miles. 
Um, you know, I can talk about pace and, you know, all that stuff. Actually, the, the thing that I'm most proud of, and I just, just realized this now as I'm looking at his splits on the, um, the website, they have like a, um, a past, you know, yeah. how many people you passed and how many people passed you yeah. on the splits. So starting at mile 17, he passed four, was passed by zero, passed, mm-hmm. and then 21, passed seven, was passed by one. The last two splits, he, he passed a total of nine people and was passed by zero people. So <laughs> that, that just that just tells you right there how he was feeling, you know, those last, and those are tough miles, you know, that's yeah. uphill, downhill, uphill, a lot of, you know, a lot of change in elevation. And, um, you know, his finish pace was 625 pace. So he, he destroyed that marathon. You know, I, I thought in my head, you know, a 310 on a flat course and a perfect weather would be like a perfect race for him. But yeah. with Akron and the humidity um, and the hills, you know, I was, we were, our, our A goal was 315 and he, he, he killed it. So yeah, big shout when, out to him and go when ahead. I, when I saw him uh, on the Y Bridge and then uh, in Firestone, um, I was like, he looks good. And I think I texted y'all. I was like, as long as the hills and humidity yeah. don't get him, he's got a big day. And I mean, but I, I mean, and you figure they're going to like, he's young, he's yeah. inexperienced. Like you kind of figured that stuff is going to catch up to somebody, but dude, he's, I mean, he's a student of like, he, he's followed you and like everything you've given him. Um, like all the advice, like when he's been at track nights with us, you know, we've talked about fueling and stuff. Um, you know, he took every bit of advice was just a student and a sponge and put it into action. And, uh, I mean, that led to a result that I didn't see. And, um, (laughs) I, I, I posted me running down, um, running down main street, uh, yelling at him. And the one thing that I missed in it was as soon as I like turned the camera off, which I wasn't looking at my phone, I was looking at him. So like the, my phone is basically just what, just the brick on the road is all you're seeing and hearing me screaming at Brennan. But then I look up and I just see like a flash on the other side of the road, stress fracture and all Matt Martin sprinting towards the finish line. I was like, oh no. But I remember that hype last year. Like yes. that reminded me of when we saw JP finishing Adam. And yep. that was our like that was our first athlete that we saw run a full. Yeah. And I mean, he crushed it very similarly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you and I just the whole way down, I mean, we were like holding hands and skipping. Like yeah. it was just like <laughs> it was it was such an awesome event. And like it's so stressful tracking your athletes because yeah you know like i said when i was talking about this tracking stuff ruble is you can um so much can happen in the points that you get if you're not able to like see them like matt you were able to see brennan at multiple points i was but we had to kind of text to try to piece it all together and uh matt's tracking wasn't working right fortunately adams was so we knew where brennan was um but uh yeah, like you're it's so stressful. And when you finally do see that, oh my gosh, yes, this happened. Like mm-hmm. that's one of the greatest feelings. And I love coaching because we have so many athletes. And for 
you know, it's different than like rooting for the Cavs to win a championship. You get that once in a year yeah. or a lifetime. <laughs> but like we can get like multiple days in a weekend where we can experience that. That stress is awful. But yes. that uh that release and that excitement, oh man, like I'll be running around my house um when when stuff finishes. Um and I can't wait. But Matt, when you were running down, I, I want to know kind of your thoughts because we, you know, Adam and I talked a lot last year about when JP finished. Um, when you were sprinting down Main Street, what what <laughs> what was going through your head? And when you finally found JP or uh, Brennan, what was that like for you? Well, yeah, actually, I did the same exact thing I did for JP that I um, and I did that for Brennan this year. I actually caught him at the top of Market. And we ran all the way from the top of market all the way into the city. And I just knew as soon as I, I started running with them, um, you know, I was running on the sidewalk there on the road, Brennan found another guy to run with, which was awesome. They were both, you know, pushing each other. And I'm oh, looking down at my watch and I'm like, we're going 638 pace right now. So I think he's, he's got it. So, and he knew it in the, that he had it in the bag. Um, he was hurting pretty good. Um, uh-huh. You know, he did say that, you know, um, you know, me running next to him, you know, helped definitely push him. But I mean, he, I think he would have done it either way. But uh, there was, I told Andrew, there might have been some David Goggins quotes yelled <laughs> out from him. Like he was running, you know, running, yelling out, you know, some crazy stuff when they're going up the last two inclines on Market Street. <laughs> and there's, one, there's one just before you get up to Main Street. Um, and then once he hit Main Street, it was just awesome. I said, hey, you know, you got a chance to go under 312 here. I'm like, you just keep it up and you go. And, and he was, I wasn't exactly sure what time he was going to get, but I was trying to do math while I was sprinting faster than I've sprinted in like two, two months. <laughs> I, he, he was hurting when I saw him uh, on, on main, like you could see, like he wasn't getting that like final, like where, you know, sometimes all the pain kind of melts away when you see that finish and you're able to kind yeah. of, now that doesn't happen to you, Adam. Oh, no. it's happened to me. It was not happening to him. Oh, oh yeah. No, I, I was, it, it, yeah, it did not happen. He looked like he <laughs> was about to fall on his face, but I mean, that, that was just in his face. His body was great. Yeah. Um, it was just, you could see it in his face that it was, the pain was very, very real. Um, and yeah, he got through it. So that, that dude's got some talent. That dude's got some, I mean, he's young. Um, he's got some special marathons, um, ahead of him. Yeah. I can't wait to see what he does. Yeah. I'm excited for the next cycle. He's already pumped up for it, but I'm trying to, you know, stomp the brakes on it for a couple (laughs) weeks here. Recover. Um, I did did message him yesterday. I was like, dude, it's, I know it's hard. Do not go out and run and like put out hard runs this week. Do not do it. Like I, we went through that last year. I don't want to go through that with somebody else. And I just want to uh, state that our, you know, our post-race picture, you know, he's got his shirt off and I have my shirt on. The only reason I have my shirt on is I didn't want to embarrass him um, with my physique. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. You told me what's happened to you since you, uh, (laughs) since you've been down with the stressy. Andrew, oh man, yeah, dude, he is jacked. Andrew, what was uh, yeah. what was Andrea's goal for the race yesterday? To have fun, and, and she, she did. did it. Okay, she did. She really enjoyed it, and to me, that was 
like to see her finishing with a smile because she's been in a tough place with running the last few years Mm -hmm. and um to really see her you know get back to developing consistency and enjoying running again Mm -hmm. uh you know that was that's been really good to see and um you know it's been you know sometimes it's like i feel like that can be where you make like you earn your money the most like i think you get somebody like brennan who or you know even steph who i have uh racing today like you just throw stuff on a board and they do it yeah and that that can be very that can be easy like they can be easy athletes to coach and then sometimes it's like, all right, you want to enjoy running and I have to help you find that again. I yeah. have to help you find consistency. That's when you really earn your money. And, um, you know, we've worked really hard to, you know, get in good shape and keep that, keep that joy of running and find it again. And um, I'm really looking forward to, you know, now that she's there and she's had a race again, um, that was the first time I think since 21 that she did Akron. Yeah. She didn't do it last year. No, she was spectating um, last year. You know, I, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, kind of what, what she's able to do in the future as she, you know, gets back to wanting to run harder and stuff like that again. Cause we didn't do a whole lot of that this right. cycle. It was a lot of finding the, finding that joy again. So yeah, she found it and had fun and took her beers to go. And what um <laughs> that um that reminds me of something that was really cool yesterday and I can't remember who texted it to me one of our athletes but you talk about where we've come as a run coaching group in a year you know last year it was JP at Akron and he wore his own singlet you know and now we send singlets out to to our athletes and what's cool about that is that I think it might have been Heather Smith you know because we wanted to meet up with our athletes, but you and I were also over with Roger Davis and we were waiting for Brennan to come through before we headed back towards the finish area. And somebody texted me and said, Hey, you know, like I'm trying to find you guys. Oh, Hey, somebody else from Rust Belt running just crossed the finish line. Cause they were all running the same singlets. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. Like, Oh, like they're not just our athletes, but they're recognizing each other as like belonging to this group. And that mm-hmm. wasn't something we had last year. And that was just like a cool little moment that uh, I remember from the finish area uh, yesterday. We got to get better at marketing because we should have tried to get everybody together with their singlets on for a photo. And this just dawned on me as you said it. We suck at the social media thing. It's um, it's tough. It's not too. our thing. You know, it, it's tough. Um, like I know you see different um, different run coaching groups that were were they post photos before the race over by the um, over by the one statue. You know, and the problem is that you have to get everybody together and you have to get there early enough. Um, you know, then like I got down there a little bit later than I wanted to yesterday. And it's just, it's, it's tough trying to wrangle everybody together and everybody kind of has their different places they want to be. You know, Matt, you've got the boys that you have to deal with as well. So, um, we'll, we'll get there. We'll figure it out. I don't know. See, cause you say that I'm like, that's not something I want to do. I don't want to wake up even earlier to go down and (laughs) take a photo. Like that does not appeal to me. So, but you know what? That's not a thing. Well, do what? We still got photos with all of our athletes, except Andrea, who, you know, had to bounce and, like yeah. you said, got her beers to go. Um, <laughs> they're recognizing that there are athletes and that they, you know, like Heather and Aaron got to meet yesterday. So, eh, mm-hmm. we're doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. So, it's it's exciting. It was a good day. It's it good was. Um, yeah. 
else do we got? Uh, I do have some interesting um, or some some fun shout outs um, from local Akron runners. So first off, if you guys don't know, um, and I don't know him very well, I've just seen him at Second Soul, Dylan Garitano, who won the Akron Marathon. Not okay. only did he do that, he won the 8K yeah. and the Goodyear Half Marathon. So he won all three nice. races this year. Which that's insane. I mean, there's some right. there's some good local runners that show up to all three of those races, um, right? And to be in that good of shape that long is is pretty impressive. Well, and again, um, so much can had, happen. Like that's a lot. Like that's hours of time that everything went well for this dude. Like what you you keep talking. I'm gonna, I'll pull up his results because I want I want to kind of just understand how much time he won, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so we all, and then we also had the Merriman Valley Track Club. They had a male team and a female team. They both crushed the races on both sides. If you if you saw the guys in the green jerseys, you know, running out about five minutes ahead of everybody, that was the Merriman Valley Club. They look like they're just like gazelles running. You know, they don't look like they're running fast, but they're going like four fifty you know mile pace, which is insane. Uh, we also had. In the marathon, Nicole Guerrero David got an eighth overall after signing up on Sunday. <laughs> she nuts. told me a couple weeks ago, she's like, I got all this training. I have like six 20 milers. I need to find a flat marathon to run. So she ran Akron. She, so she couldn't find one. So yeah, I'll just do Akron instead. And she, yeah, I think she was third uh, Masters as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amanda Fire, who's Merriman Valley, uh, uh-huh. ran this as a training run was supposed to, but still ran a 303. And then Amanda Jamil, who's another Akron runner, um, had a PR 304 right behind her. So solid performances in these day. This day was not a, you know, a perfect day by any means. So no. it's, it's, it's good to see all these local runners doing well. You know, what's crazy yeah, that, about Amanda that, fire is, uh, so she was in to see Tim Pavlak immediately before I was, and he was telling, so she ran the first leg of the relay. And then, yeah, she was doing it as a training run. So her whole plan was to run the first 4.2 hard and then back off for the rest of that run. And she still placed uh, podiums for, I think, was overall or Masters? I can't remember. She was, yeah, I think she was second overall Masters. Okay, that's right. Fifth overall. Yeah, so um, in the race. For, for her easy run. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. She wild. started out going six twenty five, six thirty pace, yeah. and then casually dropped down to seven flat pace. Yeah, casually, no big deal. Okay, I want <laughs> I want to go back to Dylan for a second. So, of the three races, he ran a combined three hours, forty two minutes, and twenty seven seconds, which that's wild fast. I mean, there that's insane. Um, I mean, that's twenty six point two, thirteen point one, and what four point seven or whatever an eight k is. Um, or 4.97, I think it's something like that. It's basically five miles. But I mean, to think about that amount of time in three different events to win, I mean, there's so much that can happen. So, and not easy courses either. I mean, no. Goodyear is just as bad as, um, Goodyear is worse than Akron Hill wise, uh, especially half marathon. Um, like that's insane. And yeah, to to do three forty two twenty seven, that's nuts. Yeah, my first marathon was three fifty two, <laughs> and he just ran under that in three races. <laughs> right, right, nuts. 
yeah it, with almost what 60 percent more distance like that's crazy yeah. so good for him thanks for bringing those uh those highlights matt man really no uh, problem sitting on the couch with a well you're not sitting on the couch anymore i'm gonna stop making stress rapture jokes <laughs> um yeah, but uh, I'm looking forward to uh, this week um, hanging out with uh, you and uh, some friends. And your wife made a crap ton of pasta for us. Homemade pasta. I didn't expect that. It's going to be good. You're going to enjoy it. I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. So it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a good it's going to be a good weekend. And uh, we we have a lot of things that we you know get to continue to celebrate and. You know, that's one thing that makes running so much fun is, uh, you know, the, the calendar, you know, there's just always something to put on it. So, um, do you guys got anything else for the rest of the year, uh, race wise? I mean, I know I, I Matt, I know you're going to be working on the comeback, but, uh, where, where are you in that? We have a few more minutes. You want, do you have any update on that? I'll be starting walk run programs like this next coming week and that's going to be just the slowest build you can imagine the most slow you know boring slow build you can imagine for quite a few weeks um before i'm like i would officially consider myself back you know back to running so just trying to keep it slow not trying to rush anything um because if you know if i try to just jump right back into it there's a really good you know high chance of me re-injuring myself and i'm not down with that so just gonna try to bore myself to death and and hopefully I'll be back here in January or February. You did tell me on the phone once you said uh that Peloton doesn't know what's coming for it. <laughs> have, you, have you put that have you worn that thing out or have you just uh been like nah, I'm I'm good. Yeah, I, I was hitting it pretty hard for a few weeks. Um and then I kind of I got real bored with it. It's it's fun, but it's 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 hard to get excited about to you know to start it. So I will be getting on it here next week. I have to take days off in between my running or my walk jog stuff. Um, so that's going to be on the schedule uh, along with some strength training, which I need to do anyway. So it's probably going to you know be a, a good thing in the end that I'll you know I have this Peloton, I have you know some strength work. So hopefully when I do get back, that I'll have a bit much better foundation under, underneath me. Adam, what do you got? You got anything on the calendar the rest of the year or what's, uh, what's, what's going on with wheels? No, nothing on the calendar. Um, you know, really with the career switch, the last six or eight weeks have been super crazy and they're going to get even crazier in the next two months. Um, so I kind of mentally switched my thought process to base building probably about a month ago, pretty much when I got back home from vacation and I'm trying to be consistent while also understanding that I'm probably going to have to be very, very flexible with how I run the next couple of months. Um, that yeah. there's going to be things that crop up into my days and weeks that I, I can't really anticipate right now. Um, what I really want to make sure that I do is just whatever mileage I get in that I'm consistent with it. And then I get back to consistent strength training uh, as, as the whole career switch started to happen. I, I got away from that. And I just, I know how I feel when I'm not doing that consistently 
And, you know, you and I have talked, you know, throughout the summer about how, you know, when we were younger, we used to be able to just show up at a place and just like not worry about stretching and just go out and run and be fine. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as you commented yesterday about my old man wheels, um, I'm at that age now where it's like I have to, the little stuff isn't little stuff anymore. It's, it's actually the most important stuff to get me out there and keep me running healthy. So, you know, just a nice slow build, whatever that might look like to, to Boston training. And then, you know, we hit the summer and I'm, can kind of look back at the last couple of months, uh, you know, approach my Boston training from there. It's weird. Well, I've, got, I've got to be really flexible now. So Matt, you're going to, you're going to Boston again. Is that going to look anything like previous training for you? Or are you still kind of TBD on that or like? Yeah. You know. TBD. Um, I have zero expectations for Boston at this time. Like, I don't really, I hope, hopefully I'll be running it as far as like what I'll be, you know, what kind of shape I'll be in. I have no idea. It just depends on how this build goes. Um, maybe I'll probably be able to tell you that maybe a month out. Um, but from there, I'm just going to take it one week at a time. How, How do you, how are you handling that mentally? Because like the that's this is not you've not had to really approach things uh, you've not had to approach running quite like this really since you started like when you had that injury back in 2019 when it was like no it's not a stress fracture it was like crutches down let's go run like mm-hmm. you were kind of right back to it like this is obviously not that and you have a much different approach yeah I mean the first few weeks were the hardest but like once you once it's gone, like I've kind of now just shut off that, that runner brain that I have, you know, I'm that the part of my brain that thinks about running 24 seven has kind of just gone away for the time. So I don't really think about it now. Um, but, um, what is nice is like, you know, cause I was starting to lose motivation at all, you know, completely to even start running. Um, but then you, you know, you go to a race like yesterday that kind of relights the fire. So, um, I'm sure it's going to be boring, but, like I said, I, I'm committed to getting back to, you know, hundred percent. I'm not trying to rush things and, you know, be injured two months from now. So right. um, mentally, who knows? I'll let you know week <laughs> by week how crazy I am. Um, dude, you, you hit something on the head. I've been, I've been just like not super stoked on Chicago, you know, obviously not stoked on Columbus, <laughs> um, you know, since Erie, uh, and then like anxiety has been high because of all the travel and stuff that's going to be happening over the next few weeks. And, um, I just like, I really have only been excited about being on vacation, which is three weeks away. <laughs> and I got a lot to do between now and then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yesterday, yeah. Being downtown, seeing all of that, being a part of that, like Erie is a nice race. I do. I did enjoy it. And I do at some point want to go back there and finish business and run the second loop uh, around Presque Isle. But to, to, when I was running past, like when I was running down main street out to Firestone and you know, that's, you know, you got some bands and some DJs and stuff. And when, when you start getting that and like, I was like, yeah, this is, this is good. This is fun. I missed this at Erie. I, and I started to get a little bit of that back. And then when we were downtown hanging out with Roger Davis um, and, you know, watching people finish and just getting hyped for everybody. I, yeah, I was like, I, I'm excited about Chicago now. So 
um yeah the rate being at a race like yesterday man that cures some running blues for sure for sure <laughs> yeah so <sighs> but i think uh i i think we're i think we're good let's put a bow on this you guys got any any closing thoughts here are you guys ready to uh to bounce out you got a you got a wolf pup's birthday party matt <laughs> so you gotta get out of here yep gonna go jump on some trampolines oh dear god not <laughs> me the kids. Oh, i was like i was like well there goes boston <laughs> can i have that bid i'll pretend to be matt martin for a day um no promises man. though if you see any backflips on instagram just you know oh, don't tell my pt yeah. um Oh geez, it, doesn't your PT follow you on Instagram? That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think that one through. Oh, no. <clears throat> How'd Tim do yesterday? You know, he did well. I don't think he did what he was wanting to do, but I haven't talked to him. I don't. Okay. Uh, I think it was like a four hour and fifteen, and the splits did not look like it was a, a, um, a purposeful four hour and 15. Yeah. I, I saw group. him with, I think it was like the three fifty group um, early on. Um, so yeah, I wasn't, I'm really bad at setting up trackers uh, of people. Uh, <laughs> but Hey, I was out there. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? I was out there in person cheering. And I will say part of the reason I'm so bad at this social media thing is because like, when we would be out there and like we'd have like a somebody we know approaching us, I'm, I'd be like talking to somebody or running. I'm like, oh, I got to take my phone out now and I got to do all this. And oh, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Like, I just want to be there like in the moment. And yeah, maybe share a couple things here or there. Yeah. But I want to, you know, for the most part, I want to be there taking it in. Like I posted way more yesterday than I did from Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, I posted a handful of things from Boston, which were all the same. I can't get somebody in my video shot because I'm looking at it. And then I'm just kind of like holding my phone below my body because I, I, I want to see it. And then if I happen to catch it with my camera on my phone, great. That's a win, but I want to see it and process it myself. So, all right, I'm going to close this up. Uh, Adam, you got anything else? No, I, you know, all right. we've covered all the highlights. We've got big months ahead. Let's wrap it up. Yep. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, guys, I will be out for October. I will see y'all in November. Yeah. Um, unless we, you know, swing by on a weekday or something to, to recap some craziness. But um, apart from that, yeah, I will see y'all in November. Uh, and looking forward to it. Make sure you go to uh, restaurantrunning.com to check us out for run coaching base building right now which is a huge thing that we uh, we want to see people do and you know do an off season the right way not just um you know taking it too easy or you know unguided unnecessary uh work uh, it's a, it's valuable uh to have some guidance during this time of year so uh yeah check out restbeltrunning.com there's more there too And feel free to like, subscribe, review us on your favorite podcast platforms. And until I see y'all next time, maybe these two guys show up without me. Enjoy your miles, everybody. I love my log.